0: desperately wants to be in your house. Concrete Man! Aqua people, like all of you, how's it going? This is Johnny C and welcome to the latest episode of Concrete Man. We're going to build a house that you can live in. And then listen to all these wonderful shows and just chuckle your ass off every time someone yells, IN YOUR HOUSE! Without thinking about the rationalization for why they're doing it. Oh, I love this show. It's so much fun to do. It's such a breeze to, to get all the information that I need to deliver to you. And then just to spit it back out and just laugh and, and mock and, and berate these individuals that say in your house it's the most Vince McMahonian show that I've ever done. All right, uh, and so it's it's sort of a um a tribute to the the former chairman, if you will, the 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 announcer character, not the person, because the person's kind of mean. Right, all right, enough opening shenanigans. You know why you're here? Uh, it's concrete man where we create. And add to the living document of ridiculous in your house uses. And then at the end of each show, we offer up some awards the AEIOUs, the most prestigious awards in house related entertainment. So it is In Your House Triple Header, September 24th, 1995, from the overflowing metropolis of Saginaw, Michigan, in the Saginaw Civic Center. A place I've been to numerous times. Go back and listen to the archives. I think there's an episode of WW Must Die that takes place at this very same arena where I wax poetic about my times in Saginaw. The opening video package introduces us to the triple header. Uh, it's, of course, Shawn Michaels and Diesel defending their individual titles against Owen and Yoko for their tag titles. All the straps are on the line and some of these chaps are going to walk away with the gold. However... There are no references to the phrase, in your house. Then, as we continue to do here on Concrete Man, we're going to track the crimes perpetrated by that little conniving bastard, the In Your House logo. This go-around, he desperately wants in my house. And he climbs a ladder 20 feet high into the air and, and, and takes himself a little peek. All right? Thank God cell phones hadn't been invented at this time that could capture video images. Otherwise, my junk is getting plastered. All over the internet, as if it isn't already. Uh, But anyway, the In Your House logo unlocks a window to the bedroom, then flips like a goddamn circus clown off of the ladder, and then into the window in my house. Vince welcomes us to Saginaw, Michigan. Just a quick two hours away from Motown, Detroit Rock City. Welcome to In Your House. And you know what? This is actually the correct way to use the phrase, because he's welcoming us to In Your House, which is the name of the show. Thank you, Vince. Now, if he would have said, like, welcome to Saginaw, Michigan, just a quick two hours away from Detroit, Rock City, In Your House. But that's not what he says. He welcomes us to the show. He then introduces Jerry the King Lawler, and Jim Ross is here as well. So, I'm starting to fear we may not get as many In Your Houses if JR is here to get some mic time as well. Uh, He welcomes us to the third ever In Your House show. All right, Vince! Twice in a row. Proper context. It's like watching my child walk for the first time. Both Jim Ross and the King predict that Shawn Michaels will lose his Intercontinental Championship. And all right, let's kick it off. Savio Vega! Vince uh, tosses to a video package showing Savio Vega's debut at the very first In Your House. Vince is three for three. He's said in your house three times, and every time, it's been the proper way to use the phrase, it's like watching my child, or hearing my child speak for the first time. Vince, I'm really getting the feels. Savio's opponent, the big whale in mercy. You know what I mean? Oh boy, this one gets started. We're underway with the triple header in your house. Now folks, about two minutes into this match, and I'm not trying to be a dick to Mr. Mercy, okay? But this guy can barely get back into the ring, uh, you know, normally. Like, there's a spot where they're outside the ring, they punch for a little bit, he throws Savio in, and then he just has to get into the ring. He struggles, and I'm not trying to throw shade at Mr. Whalen Mercy. I'm not trying to make fun of him, but he's clearly in pain. Let this man rest, okay? He should not be out here trying to entertain us. He is very creepy, though. Vince McMahon reiterates this fact by giving us our first of the evening Uh, how would you like to open your front door and let Waylon Mercy into your house? (laughs) Well, folks, I would not let Mr. Mercy in my house. Doc Hendricks on the split screen. Vince, I hate to interrupt an awesome match, but I got some mind-boggling news. Long story short, Owen Hart is not here in the arena, and he is one-fourth of this triple-header scenario. The next quote has nothing to do with houses, furniture, or anything like that. However, it blew my mind and uh, it will fall into something I want to point out here at the end of this match. So here we go. Uh, look out, we've got Savio Vega in the sleeper on pay-per-view. <laughs> so Vince pointing out that, uh-oh, Savio Vega is in danger because he's in the sleeper, which means Vince sounds like he's not very happy that the sleeper holds being used on pay-per-view. Savio, however, wins with a spinning heel kick. It's clearly one of the worst openers of all time. However, the point I wanted to make, it's interesting in retrospect. Jim Ross barely gets a word in, which is not to be surprised. It's Vince doing the play-by-play in 95, and he sees no worth or value in JR. I don't know if he ever did. Uh, But mainly because Vince McMahon spends this entire match doing, like, damage control on the match live as it happens. You know, saying things like, uh, unique uh, maneuver there. Like, he's just, it's such an... Interesting view into the mindset and psychology of Vince McMahon, the actual person. And I'm being serious here, okay? This is a good one to go back and study and sort of see how he slowly gets irritated during a match or he gets embarrassed almost like, oh, I can't believe I'm in the wrestling business when wrestling like this is taking place unquestionably on my television programming. Like that's the what's going on in his mind. I can feel it. Oh, well, we do get a lovely send-off to this first match with Savio Vega with tremendous upset in your house live. So, it's not just in your house, it's in your house. Well, folks, again, much like Mr. Mercy, Savio... Well, you know what? I'd maybe let Savio in, especially if he's wearing that Christmas hat from the Christmas in your house. (laughs) Savio Vega distributing gifts in your house! All right, here we go. Uh, Back in the locker room, there's chaos in Camp Cornette. Uh... Gorilla Monsoon is questioning Jim, and Jim's like, it's okay, oh, it is here. Gorilla's like, well, I haven't seen him. Well, he's not here at the arena. He's in Michigan, though. Gorilla confirms that the triple header is not in jeopardy. It will take place. We then see some clips of Sid, Psycho Sid, getting some slop thrown on him. He loses his shit in this video recap and, like, bangs a trash can on a wall like he's in the barber shop. Let it bleed! Let it bleed. Oh, that's not what he says in the barber shop. I don't care. It's still hilarious. Psycho Sid, a raving lunatic, coming to this matchup tonight in your house. Sid is set to take on the big hog farmer, Henry Godwin, on his way. Ladies and gentlemen, to the squared circle right now to be in your house. <laughs> I just- uh, that to me like he, he really fucking inserts it out of nowhere and it's very shakespearean you know uh let's take it again from the top without me laughing henry godwin on his way ladies and gentlemen to the squad circle right now to be in your house uh that man being henry godwin is unquestionably not getting in my house however we get a recap of sid power bombing henry godwin on the concrete on superstars is bill watts here Oh my god he is must be the reason why some concrete related action is taking place. And this power bomb is tremendous because much like an eighties or nineties action film. This clip loops the powerbomb impact. So what I mean by that is Sid hits the powerbomb. The video then loops to Sid lifting up Godwin powerbomb. Loop, lift, powerbomb. It's like in an 80s action movie when they spend a shit ton of money to blow up something really big, and they show it from multiple angles even after it's already exploded in the narrative. I like to call it the unnecessary replay. Well, uh, Henry Godwin is, all, is he all healed up from that powerbomb, or will he receive another one tonight in your house? <laughs> Oh, man. Hank has already gotten two in-your-houses, and his theme music, if you want to call it that, is still playing. What did he do to earn these accolades? We get a nice, lingering, long-shot question mark of the slop bucket contents as we get started. Jim Ross calls this match a slobber-knocker, and both Vince and King are like, what? Jim Ross calls Ted DiBiase's suits one of them Armani's, one of them high-dollar jobs. Hogg does at least spend this match selling his back injury, so good for you, Hank. Jim Ross confirms that Hogg and himself were both FFA members. And you know what, folks? I know what that is. Because my school was always like the number one FFA group in Ohio. So a special shout out to them. They deserve it. Godwin gets some shine, and that kind of gets the crowd into it. So much that he's, like, motioning and making hand movements. The king says, look at this, he's hamming it up. Which I found funny, because, you know, ham, pig, bacon, etc. Slop drop! I can't believe he actually hit it. But DiBiase pulls old Hank out of the ring. Surprisingly, the Ted interference continues to help the crowd stay into this one. I'm blowing away they're into it. Sid puts an end to all that, though, by hitting the power bomb. For the one, two, three. Jerry Lawler says, finally, some justice in the world. Oh, that's not justice. That's injustice, King, retorts JR. And I see what you did there, folks. Justice with Sid. Uh-huh. uh Sid, in a really weird spot, Sid gets the slop bucket from Ted, and they debate who's going to slop Godwin, and they're like passing the bucket back and forth. Oh, they're just stalling, because here comes Bam Bam Bigelow. And here comes, Kama as well. A brawl erupts, and to make a long story short, uh, Hog slops Ted DiBiase, and then scurries. I repeat, scurries away. And he really does scurry. He like puts his hands in the air and like takes tiny steps, like. Uh, Vince McMahon has a stroke from laughing at Ted DiBiase. I mean, this is Vince's humor. This is his bag, baby. And Ted DiBiase does indeed have like a stick. I don't know what else to call it, with some little leaves on it attached, poking out of his neck. What is that growing out of the back of his neck? It's roughage! It's roughage! It's roughage for the hogs! And folks, I like to embellish with the JR shit, but he does do the triple repeat of roughage. That was not an Oklahoma impression. That was a direct Jim Ross quote. Backstage, Gorilla Monsoon tells Jim Cornette that he's got two choices. One, he can have Yokozuna defend the tag straps flying solo. Or he can find a replacement for Owen Hart and he will deputize them with all the rights, privileges, and hero thereafter of a tag team champion of the world. Here comes the early heel British Bulldog in a very strange fluffy and frilly gold cape. His opponent, Triple B Bam Bam Bigelow. Jim Ross lets us know tomorrow night the British Bulldog will take on The Undertaker. On Raw, uh, you could bet the Bulldog would like to uh, have some momentum going into the matchup against the Undertaker, uh, but not too likely here tonight live in Saginaw in your house. All right, uh, the match itself does indeed begin between these two tremendous athletes. Backstage, we get a well, we get a little split screen action going on here. Okay, on the right, you'll find the match in progress. On your left. Well, it appears to be a clandestine meeting between Jim Cornette and Psycho Sid taking place in the shadows. Like it's definitely lit by the director in a way that's trying to invoke some sort of conspiracy or inappropriate meeting, if you will. Now, it's my understanding that Jim Cornette is trying to convince Psycho Sid to fuck his wife so Jim can watch, do some play-by-play, and eat some Hardee's. I hear that's his thing, allegedly! Back in the match, we get an early rest hold, so Vince has to fill the time with words. Uh, the British Bulldog, a uh, British turncoat, indeed, as of late. Now, I know that's not really relevant, or even that funny, but it did pop me, uh, a yeah, British turncoat that he is, uh, he's taking our tea, Jim! He's taking all the tea, and he's taking it back to Leeds, England! Vin Bigelow hits a babyface comeback that's full of clotheslines. The British Bulldog getting rocked here in your house. Now, since I had to do my Vince voice, let me let me make it clear what he said: the British Bulldog getting rocked here in your house. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I like to make a lot of jokes here in the Aqua Cave. Please heed these words: if you return home to find a British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith, getting crack rocked in your house, please do not approach him. It could be very dangerous. Contact your local authorities. If they are unavailable, then contact your local cable operator. They will know what to do with a British Bulldog on a pay-per-view basis. Interestingly, uh, Vince talks about both the Dynamite Kid and Wembley Stadium which should tell you just how good this match is because Vince has taken time to acknowledge the past. More evidence to this. Lawler and Jim Ross start talking about the New York football giants doing that thing where they try to be relevant by talking about stuff that happened in the day. More talk about Owen Hart showing up or perhaps not showing up for the main event. Vince pontificates. Uh, You think that there's some sort of ruse? Again, not relevant to the concrete man thesis but I do like to point out when Vince uses the term roose. Seriously, folks, why have the British Bulldog go 12 fucking minutes with Bam Bam Bigelow if he's going to be in the main event? Spoiler alert for all you people that didn't know. Plus, this is his first pay-per-view as a heel. He should just win in like three minutes with a fucking power slam. Vince hypes the first time, last time, only time WrestleMania broadcast on television coming to Fox. The British Bulldog and Bam Bam Bigelow, giving it all tonight here, Saginaw, Michigan, in your house! Now, I think Vince is trying to tell us, in a subtle way, that the early In Your House shows are indeed subtitled by their location. For example, let's try these bad boys out and see if they work. Syracuse, New York, in your house! Nashville, Tennessee, Music, USA, in your house! Now, I know you guys couldn't see me while I was doing the Nashville one, but I was sort of rocking and gyrating back and forth like I was hearing some funky town music. Yeah, all right, in your house. Saginaw, Michigan, in your house. Bulldog finishes with a very weak-ass power slam. He doesn't even do the running variant. It's a scoop slam variant. Like, he bounces uh, Bigelow into the turnbuckle and then just sort of lifts him and slams him. It's really sad. On the superstar line, big ol' Hank is on one side of the screen, and a slop-covered million-dollar man is on the other. Vince offers a nice fake laugh when he catches a glimpse of the Tedster. Each superstar will be on the superstar line, but if you want to talk about superstars, let's talk about WrestleMania the Special. I thought my transitions were reaching. Now... They run a trailer for WrestleMania the special on Fox, and it's got that awesome announcer guy who's like, for over 50 years, the revolutionary force. And I was very interested by this, because this is the sort of advertisement that goes out to the media in mass, and it gives you an idea or an understanding of how Vince wants to uh, shine a light on his product to the rest of the world. So, I offer you this performance of the trailer. It's coming. The stars, welcome to a world of glitz and glamour. The match, the world, waited to see. LT in a squared circle for the first time. Lawrence Taylor battles Bam Bam Bigelow. Lawrence Taylor has done the impossible. Plus, Shawn Michaels takes on Big Daddy Cool Diesel for the WWF Championship with Pamela Anderson, special musical guest salt and Peppa. And more in the single greatest event in sports entertainment history. It's all about WrestleMania. It only happens one time in a whole year. WrestleMania the Special, this Saturday night at 11 on Fox TV. Okay, couple of notes here. I would actually really like to watch this. I think it would be cool to see how they package it. Is it one of these things where they aired the match just straight up? Or do they sort of air it music video style? Maybe in a widescreen format with a different frame rate. And I'm not saying that shit to be silly. They've done this before. Plus, true confession time, I have never seen the salt and Peppa performance. I famously skipped out on 1995 in professional wrestling. And, and I've never seen the live broadcast of WrestleMania 11. salt and Peppa is clipped from everything. I've even tried to find it on YouTube at one time. I just can't do it. I'd like to see it before I die. Oh, well. Here comes, speaking of before I die, here comes Mr. Bob Backlund. Much like Colin Powell, he hasn't made up his mind if he will run for president. Again, got to get those current events in there. And my God, folks, he takes the microphone from the ring announcer... I don't know who this guy is, but he looks like The Office's B.J. Novak. Where's your lexicon? Asks Bob. Or isn't that a personal question? You see, folks, old Bob Backlund here has read the dictionary, and he's going to flaunt it and flop it in your face. In your house as well. Sadly, he is here to introduce Aqua Cave favorite, Dean Douglas. Fuck me sideways. I hate this guy. We see clips of Dean assaulting Razor Ramon at SummerSlam and the 1-2-3 kid on Superstars. He then takes the microphone himself. I came here in your house tonight to teach one WWF superstar a very harsh lesson. <laughs> well, holy shit, the franchise earns his spot with his first fucking words with the tremendous In Your House live here at Saginaw in your house. Good for you, Dean. I'm actually impressed. Uh, He then handles the introduction for his opponent and loser, as he calls him, Razor Ramon. All right, the bad guy. This should allow Vince McMahon to blow a big verbal load here, if history is any indication, when uh, Razor runs out and does his pyro. Oh, no, though. Razor Ramon, in the aisle, takes off his necklace Oh, no, he's sprinting. No! He runs into the ring, and the match starts immediately. There's no pyro. Fuck! Damn you, Razor. You've ruined it. You've ruined it, Razor. You've ruined in your house. you ruined it. Uh, we get, do get a nice exchange of head scissor reversals, I will say. Uh, but it seems like Dean Douglas's use of in-your-house has stolen all of Vince's thunder. Dean gets clotheslined over the top rope, and Jerry the King Lawler demands a disqualification. Backstage, uh... Sued to be exiled WWF employee Bill Watts paces back and forth in anger at this flagrant rule violation. Now, fans, as you know, here in the Aqua Cave, I have a lot of journalistic integrity, so I reached out to the cowboy about why this rule infraction was allowed, and, and wouldn't you know it, he actually provided me with this response. Uh, you know, it seems we've got a jurisdictional subversion here. Uh, I went to Gorilla Monsoon on behalf of Dean Douglas, and provided 16.3 hours videotape. Now, we put it all on the tape machines and reviewed each act of Razor Ramon-related aggression. Interestingly enough, in this 16.3 hours of videotape, we identified 4.1 instances of over-the-top rope strikes. Uh, Now, the NWA president at the time of the infractions was not present, and therefore, litigators were forced to make a ruling and Lewis said consul. And litigators provided a sworn affidavit that was notarized in two locations, uh, those being Wyoming and Puerto Rico. Now, the validity of the Wyoming stamp has come into question. So I went to the Wyoming team of litigators, and I went to the Puerto Rican team of litigators and said, You want to go? You want to hook them up? Uh, well, they declined, and the matter remains unresolved. To this day. Uh, thank you, Bill. I guess? Oh my goodness, the Ho fans. Another clandestine meeting taking place in the back. Now Jim Cornette and Yokozuna are with Mabel. It's the mega portions! Hey, if you're curious and want to learn more about the mega portions, check out episode 13 of the Multiverse of Fabulousness over on the North South Connection Podcast Network, where uh, we did a little Starman review of the mega portions explode from In Your House 4. Vince calls the contest back in the ring a battle of street smarts versus book smarts. The king says that Razor Ramon's school newspaper had an obituary section. Vince showing his more human side. Oh, well, that would be tough. The match is so good that Vince Hypes, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, and the British Bulldog, that's a lot of bees on the superstar line. And as I'm watching this thing, I start to feel like Razor Ramon isn't cooperating with the Dean too well. There are a few missteps, but that could just be regular baseline franchise, I'm not quite sure. Hilarious moment here. Razor Ramon is draped over the rail on the outside, Now, ding, ding, Dean springboards himself over the top, slams down with a fist that he does not swing, and it kind of comes across as a gentle pat on the back. Not hilarious, you say? Well, when the king makes the call from this collision, he goes, what a move! However, according to the closed captioning, he said, what a move? Because there is indeed a question mark at the end of the sentence. And I'm going to agree with the question mark variant. What the fuck was this indeed? Furniture alert! Vince says Douglas is slamming Razor on the concrete floor, which is some great brand synergy with Concrete Man, but also something that you could find in a house. Dean Douglas hits a running knee driver that slams Razor Ramon into the steps. However, Scott Hall not Razor Ramon, barely bumps into these things. I, I, I don't know here. I think I smell a sandbagging son of a bitch. And I like it. Especially when Dean Douglas goes to scoop up Razor Ramon and ram his back into the post. And again, Scott Hall absolutely does not help out Dean Douglas. And, he, and Dean just kind of has to drag Razor over to the post and touch it with his back. Later, inside the ring, Razor Ramon, Ramon proves he is ELITE! When he smacks his thigh really hard and delivers a hard-hitting, patented Razor Ramon punch. Folks, this match is not good. The match has had like six minutes go by and I haven't said anything about it. And I know this is concrete, man. But usually I find something to pass the time and talk about. I guess I kind of like Dean Douglas's leg warmers. You know, why can't guys have leg warmers? I mean, they look cool. And I like to stay warm without adding the excess heat that a full leg garment provides. Although, I do get looks when I wear my Hunter rain boots. I guess Southern Ohio is just not ready for dudes walking around in rain boots. I don't know. It's just something you gotta deal with when you're on the cutting edge of high fashion. Oh hey! The 123 Kid is here! And he lives up to his namesake, you see! Razor Ramon hits the razor's edge, but the ref is distracted. So the kid pops in and and just counts one, two, three, like he's a goddamn referee. Saginaw, Michigan pops for this. So that's all you need to know about Saginaw. Have these people never watched wrestling before? Do they not know how this works? Razor Ramon is pissed, and he tosses the one, two, three kid out of the ring. But Dean Douglas grabs the tights, hits a roll up. One, two, three, for real this time, and it's over. Oh, thank God. FREEDOM! This one is over. Now, after the match, Razor Ramon grabs the kid by the hair and tosses him inside. And there's a massive pushing and shoving and pull-apart brawl. And all the officials come out and try to get these guys separated. Vince tells us, let's head to the back with Doc. However, we actually cut to a commercial. For what Todd Pentengale calls the next great WWF in your house spectacular, the Great White North. He promises Undertaker versus Mabel? <laughs> nope. He promises the debut of Gold Dust as well. So invite the WWF in your house! Oh my god, now we are with Doc in the locker room and he's wearing a Village People Leather Daddy style hat and HBK heart shaped shades. He is trying to sell them to me. Where is Barry Dodinsky? And oh man, if you order tonight, you get a blank tape for free, apparently, because some dude tosses Doc a tape that has no label, and, and it looks like it's only like 30 minutes long as well. HBK and Diesel come into the frame, and uh, Doc asks them how they're feeling about the triple header. Sean compares it to being frustrated, like when you date a crazy chick, because Owen, oh, he's not here, he's here, he's not there. It's a really weird interview by the kid. Uh, Old Glory Diesel comes in and says, I smell a rat. He then makes the iconic call. When all said and done at the triple header, these two dudes with attitudes are going to be two chaps, four straps. And when he says this, he's taken the leather hat from Doc and put it on his own head, so it's kind of tremendous. Jean-Pierre Lafitte is in the ring wearing the stolen Hitman heart coat. Vince tosses to Brett in the back by the entranceway. Uh, Brett, Hitman Hart, what do you think about this upcoming matchup? Well, I see this match as Captain Crook versus Captain Crunch, and I'm Captain Crunch, and I'm going to crunch the pirate. Uh, he also calls JPL just Pierre Lafitte. He's like, Pierre Lafitte, all you stole, you're stealing from kids. I'm going to crunch you. You're a Canadian hero, ladies and gentlemen. Brett then walks through the front door of the house set. House set excuse me, and we get look ghost coming through your front door, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, listen to the salvation for Brett the Hitman Hart! The pyro goes off. Brett gets into the ring, and and Vince takes a big breath because he's gonna start a really long sentence. And okay, Brett Hart does hit a pretty sweet dive through the ropes to attack the pirate before the bell rings. But again, these overzealous baby faces cutting off Vince's uh, screaming and yelling and verbal uh, orgasms of houses is really starting to make me mad, as Jeff Jarrett would say. Luckily, when the action subsides, we get one action thus far in your house live in Saginaw, Michigan. Now, Vince McMahon makes an interesting suggestion to the king here. He's like, perhaps you should lay out of this one, as your issues with Bert Tetman Hart are well documented. And I didn't know that that was something that us broadcast journalists could do, just back out of talking about uh, a sports entertainment-related competitor that they have issues with. Even though I now know this, I will continue forward with this match because I have integrity. Now, folks, Vince makes an amazing call here. Talking about JPL. Uh, This man is a thief, a pirate, and an extraordinary superstar athlete. I mean, what a trio of things to list about someone. Like, I don't know. It's just, this man's a thief. He's a pirate. Uh, But you know, he's also an extraordinary superstar athlete. I say we sign him to a multi-million dollar contract. Brett runs shoulder first into the post And Lawler shrieks like it's his first day of puberty I've never heard him get this high He's like ah! Sorry about your ears uh, The match progresses and I do believe I'm starting to become a JPL fan uh, This guy's cool I like him a lot It's unfortunate he's a pirate Vince mentions that JPL might do the cannonball And the king is all uh, he, He's edging pretty hard Oh the cannonball oh, I want to see it Later JPL goes for the cannonball He misses, and the king's like, no! Later, JPL does a cannonball plancha, for Christ's sakes. He misses and goes splat, and good lord, the poor man is in pain. JR calls it a plancha. I do not have much shit to talk about this actual match, though, because it is super stiff, and it's a lot of fun, and I'm sure it's all because of JPL. Alright, I'm sure Brett does some fun stuff, too. The only thing I have against this match is the finish is very abrupt because Brett and JPL are down on the mat and Brett's fighting to get the sharpshooter applied from the down position. He does get it applied. And as soon as he stands up, the ref calls for the bell. I mean, kind of makes JPL look a little weak. I'm not a super professional match rater. I've admitted this. But this is a hard-hitting, fast match. It's easily three and a half. I could see it going higher depending on who's calling this thing and if they're having a good, you know, who's who's rating the match and whether or not they're having a good day, you know, or it hits them in the right spot at that time. I could see it going higher. Um, there are no more in-your-house calls related to this match, though. But as a consolation gift, I offer you perhaps the greatest piece of furniture Concrete Man has ever produced. <clears throat> and of course, remember, furniture is anything house-related. This one's a little bit of a stretch, but you can find some of these things in a house. And look at this, ladies and gentlemen, yes, well, to the victor goes the spoils, Brett, not only victorious, look what he has in his hand, the jacket his mom made for him. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, APPLE PIE, AND THE WORLD WRESTLING FEDERATION, IT ALL GOES TOGETHER. Let's go to Doc Hendricks who has some more triple header info. Looks like the British Bulldog is getting the tap from Camp Cornet. The British Bulldog flexes. Gorilla Monsoon is back here with these folks to make sure that Bulldog is officially sanctioned. He does this by simply saying, Alright, I sanction this. Missed opportunity to do some sort of crazy ceremony where a British Bulldog has to jump through a bunch of hoops. Could be literal hoops, figurative hoops, I'm um, for whatever. Vince McMahon, strangely, is now coming to me from the house mic. <laughs> the In your house mic, good lord, everybody in Saginaw, Michigan can hear him. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to find out who just might be knocking on your front door. Who might it be? It's the World Wrestling Federation Women's Champion, Alundra Blaze! Yes, folks, Alundra Blaze is indeed here to model the official triple-header T-shirt. This shirt definitely features some county fair-style printed graphics on it. Alright, I'd still wear it. There's more, however! What is this? There, in the front yard, hiding in the bushes! Folks, at this moment... I am 1 million percent behind Medusa throwing the WWF Women's Championship in the garbage on Nitro. I grew up a hometown boy being a WWF fan. And when they would do shit like that, it would irk me the wrong way. That being WCW. But now, totally justified. Because poor Medusa has to go over to the In Your House set, reach into the potted plants... And pull out that goddamn blank porto tape from earlier that Doc had. And keep in mind, her boss prompted her by saying, Well, oh, there's more. What's that there in the bushes? Oh, yeah, in your house. Like, seriously. She uh, shows the camera the video cassette tape. Hey, it's a free cassette. How about it? Let's give it up for Alundra Blaze. Alundra Blaze tosses the tape into the crowd. The t-shirt into the crowd and tosses her WWF career away as well, leaves through the front door of the In Your House set as Yokozuna's music starts. All right, some lucky fan has a t-shirt, courtesy of Alundra Blaze, but right now, coming through the back door, if you would, of your house! And right as he says, of your house, Yokozuna and the British Bulldog emerge, and folks, it's time for the triple header. Shawn Michaels makes his entrance, of course Vince loses it, at one point he actually yells Oh yeah go get him If you would have threw in Tiger at the end I would have quit my job And just retired in pure happiness JR says people uh, well, They just want to touch this man They want to feel the electricity The engine starts revving up uh, For Big Daddy Cool and folks It's a run on So pay attention Oh wow you want to talk Rock 'em, sock 'em. sock you want to talk it down. You want to talk the WWF champion. Talk Big Daddy Cool. It's Big Daddy Cool country for sure. The WWF running on diesel power. The the WWF champion. Big Daddy Cool and Shawn Michaels. Yes! The fireworks are ready to explode live in your house. Yep. He said it just like that. Like he's a hip. Dude from New York City in your hauls. The bell rings and we're underway. HBK and Big Daddy Cool play some paper rock scissors to see who starts. Shawn Michaels hits old glory scissors and uh, Diesel's paper loses. Uh, The two dudes dominate early on and clear the ring. Two dudes with attitudes cleaning house in the opening minutes of this matchup. Yoko tags in. JR suggests that HBK should probably tag in Diesel. Oh, no, he shouldn't. Not if you're Shawn Michaels. If you're Shawn Michaels, you say, bring it on. Let's go. Shawn does a sumo stance. It makes the women here in Saginaw go crazy. Yokozuna does a sumo stance. It makes the women here in Saginaw puke. HBK baseball slides under the legs of Yokozuna. Vince just loses it and yells, INSANE! Eventually, Yoko elbows Sean down. The match continues forward. Folks, I don't mind telling you, we've got a great pay-per-view heel debut tonight for the British Bulldog as he botches a suplex on the World Wrestling Federation Champion Diesel and almost kills him. Great idea, though. Let's just redo the spot. The match continues. At one point, the British Bulldog waves the Japanese flag. Vince reminds us that that's not the Old Glory flag wave. Jim Ross mentions that Japan is indeed fine, but, you know, two hours away in Detroit, they make cars. Vince, of course, has to be superior and chimes in, They make them here in Saginaw as well! Big Daddy Cool gets a hot tag. He hits the diesel moves of doom on the British Bulldog. Fun spot, as they flip Davy into Yoko... And Yoko collapses right on top of him. Have you guys ever seen two wrestlers do a move called a fall away slam where both people are standing as the move is executed? Well, you see one in this matchup when Yoko attempts to hit one on Big Daddy Cool. Out of nowhere, Owen Hart is here because why not? He eats a jackknife? Again, why not? The ref sees its Owen Hart... Makes the one two three, cause hey, why not? And for one night only, the click has all the gold pinning a man who wasn't even in the match. Um, and that is that. We get some pyrotechnics, yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, from Saginaw, Michigan, in your house. We have new World Wrestling Federation tag team champions. The chaps grab their straps, they pose. We invite you, ladies and gentlemen, to join us in October, when we next have the privilege to be in your house. And then, perhaps the greatest slash strangest closing line in World Wrestling Federation history, the ultimate joy, W W F in your house. So long, everybody. What? I mean, I don't know if it's the ultimate joy. I can think of at least 17 things that bring me more joy, but that's absolutely fine. And hey, let's close this bad boy out by me bringing you some joy with the AEIOUs. I'd say the most amazing line of the night because of the conversation that it started was, the British Bulldog getting rocked here in your house. Because, of course, we hypothesized the British Bulldog might be getting crack rocked. Ah, uh, the most extraordinary, mm, yeah, well, how would you like to open your front door and let and Mercy into your house? Uh, because who thinks of such things? Uh, the most insane. All right, here we go. (laughs) Oh, wow! You want to talk rock'em, suck'em? You want to talk get down? You want to talk the WWF champion? Talk Big Daddy Cool. It's Big Daddy Cool country for sure. The WWF running on diesel power. The WWF champion, Big Daddy Cool, and Shawn Michaels. Yes, the fireworks are ready to explode live in your house. Uh, the most outrageous... (laughs) Henry Godwin on his way, ladies and gentlemen, to the squared circle right now, to be in your house. Ha- <laughs> it's just the way he says to be. <laughs> I can't even do it. Uh, the most unbelievable, the ultimate joy, the WWF in your house. So long, everybody. Oh, boy. And that's going to kill the latest and greatest episode of Concrete Man. Yikes not a ton of in your houses this time guys i'm sorry uh you know but hey i don't make the rules we 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 play with the the cards that they deal us and hey if you like being dealt cards that you're not prepared for why don't you subscribe to the aqua cave that way you get notified whenever new content drops uh and you know i guess i'll see you again uh the next time that you uh, abandon your home and leave a ladder outside so i can you know break in through the window and take a look and see what you and your friends do behind closed doors. I'm Johnny C, and a winner is your house!